in his tweet just said, I think brands should probably just shut the fuck up at the moment. And, you know, I think that was dead on. I mean, he was exactly right. It's like, just stop, you know, don't feel the need to speak unless you really have something important to say. That's Andrew Gallum, founder and executive creative director of the agency Our Man in Havana. He hits the nail on the head, doesn't he? Probably really good advice for people too. Um, a brand isn't just about what it says it is, it's about what it means to people. That's Gene Tiernan, managing director of Team Digital, who just explained the difference between cultivating a brand versus merely selling a product. Immediately following uh, the release of those George Floyd tapes, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to help. We, we all wanted to help in some way, but we didn't know what to do. That was Alex Poyer, the brand manager of Black Wings Pencils, who in five seconds encapsulated that paralyzing, sick feeling every brand and human felt at once. Welcome to Uncooked, a podcast made exclusively for marketers to get the raw, unfiltered views from industry experts and the actual humans we aim to engage. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked, I'm featuring answers to this month's burning question, which was... Given everything we've just gone through as a society, what do brands need to do to become more human? I posed this question to marketing leaders, both from the brand side and the ad agency side, and received such thoughtful responses that we had to make this a two-parter. I posed the question mostly because I kept noticing that brands, just like people, are really struggling with how to act and what to say and what to do at this time in our culture with the stresses of a pandemic, and the racial injustices that we're experiencing. So why is it so damn hard to meet the moment like we need to? Let's dig in and find out. It's an important consideration for brands right now, without question, on both sides of the both sides of the fence, really doing it, figuring out how to be more human and then taking stock and whether you're being your humanity is authentic and not entirely fake and contrived. Of course, what happens in this, in times like these, when brands feel the need to get out there and be, be human, is they don't listen first. They just go out and speak. They just start talking, and we've seen tons of it, right? Even to the point of the sarcastic parody of, you know, the the commercials with the somber piano music and all the scenes of desolation companies going out and talking about these unprecedented times and we're all all sick to death of it and you know as a result none of it really hits home it all just becomes sarcastic parody of itself because it, it kind of is as marketers we know authenticity is a struggle for many brands as well as the agencies who are tasked with bringing it to life it's easy to believe something that's true But if you're struggling with a piece of brand communication, then it means that you need to hit the pause button on what you're about to publish. I've seen the humanity of brands successfully shine through when they're in that regular practice of asking themselves, how does this message, this product, service, or even this tweet help my consumers? Just using that as a lens will help decision-making a hundredfold when thinking about content. A resounding theme, though, that I heard from all the responses I received was to listen. The people behind the brands need to listen more. Brands need to carefully observe first so they can better understand how to respond to their audiences later. Uh, the first thing I would say in response to that question is is a very human thing to do, and that is to listen more than speak. 
and also listen before you speak. So it's sort of a two-part thing in the listening category. And it's I think that before a brand goes out and starts stating how great it is and all the great things you do for the world, brands really need to stop and take some time and apply some resources, you know, some money, some research, some some critical thinking to really understanding what your consumers and customers and even culture in general um, is going through, you know, and, and yes, there's all the stuff that's in plain sight, you know, people that have lost their jobs or taking pay cuts or, you know, are sick and, you know, working remote and the struggles that that can, you know, create. And, and in some cases, the, the benefit that that can create, I think those are really on the, on the surface and we all can see those, but I think what brands really need to do is, dig much deeper and get much more inside the, the psychology of what, what creates the fear and, and anxiety is their hope, hopelessness. Um, I think right now and, and probably for at least another little while, you know, our, our, our craving for normalcy is really abundant and we all are looking for something, some sign that, you know, we're going to get back to that sooner than later. And so I, I think those are all sort of, you know, happening at various levels deep inside consumers' brains right now and brands that want to connect with the emotional side of their customers really need to get a pretty good understanding of that stuff beyond just the the superficial. First thing that comes to mind is it's important to listen. If you listen to your end users, your customers, your employees, the community at large, um, the chances are you're going to hear that people are having a very difficult time across the board. And very difficult decisions need to be made between school, work, you know, how am I going to save some money, how am I going to pay my bills, and everybody's feeling the weight of the world in terms of their responsibilities. The future is just very, very unclear, and status quo is all but non-existent. Brands need to observe and listen to understand the new emotions and anxieties consumers are dealing with as a result of such swift and significant change in their lives. That last clip was John Bishop, former president at Media Village. What's bubbling up for me right now is that typically Marketing 101 has always been about walking in the shoes of our target audience. But this time in culture, we know the audience mindset because we're all going through the same experiences, just at varying degrees. Think about that. The effect of our recent experiences are going way deeper than any psychographic exercise that we can do. As marketers, we need to understand how this notion of uncertainty is going to shape our decision-making. We need to apply research and a lot of common sense to understand the ripple effect of being uncertain about the things that we've long taken for granted in the U.S., like access to jobs, access to food, general public safety, and even just going to damn school. When those foundational elements are shaken, we have a very different consumer mindset on our hands. Jessica, the VP of marketing at an organic baby food company, adds her take. Um, brands really need to think about, you know, how can they serve their consumers and really solve for some of the pain points that they're going through. Thinking about the recession, thinking about the macroeconomic factors, thinking about the 
your target market and what some of the specific stresses they're going on. And then, you know, what, you know, what is your swim lane as a brand? What can you do to really help, help them out and help solve some of those pain points? And there are so many right now between COVID and then, you know, also what can your brand do to join in uh, on the cultural conversation? So I think kind of serving your consumers and really understanding the unique um, pain points and then, you know, the areas that your brand really has that right to play um, to be really a, an agent of change. But why are some brands struggling to meet the moment? To me, the answer is hovering around this territory of whether or not you already have a sense of service and responsibility. For a brand to be more human, they need to think of themselves as a set of promises to other humans. That's the pivot point. When you start to frame your actions as a set of promises to other people, very quickly, any brand message gets elevated and it becomes about something more than just yourself. Gene describes it best. Because really, when you think about what a brand is, beyond the product it represents, it's a set of values and it's promises in service to uh, customers and in service to consumers. That's all that truly a brand is. Beyond that, the product has a function, the brand has a service and a commitment and values. So now's not the time for a brand to sell, but rather support and solve problems. So how do we start to be of service as marketers? The first part is understanding where your brand promise and the needs of your audience intersect. It's important to really examine where have they intersected in the past, where do they intersect presently, and then how do we anticipate their needs in the future? Gene and John outlined a few guideposts for us to follow. So be clear about what matters to the brand through the lens of its community and then act on it. So it comes down to really how well you've been doing this and then reflecting every once in a while and kind of changing course to see what you need to do to continually evolve and do it better within the context of those promises and values. If you've done the contemplation and it seems like you've lost sight of the promises, you have lost your authenticity and you've probably degraded the brand, uh, the meaning of the brand to the consumers and customers. And so, listen, there's an opportunity to get it back. Everything's changing and it's an opportunity for a brand to change as well. Ultimately, if brand managers start from the point of recognizing that they themselves are customers too, then maybe they would pause and consider just applying common sense to the monsoon of data and insight that they receive on their target audience. Starting by seeing your own employees as flesh and blood, unique individuals, seems like something even human resources could get behind. All of this might be easy advice to follow for a brand whose products are poised to jump into a cultural conversation at any moment in time. But what about something much more benign, like pencils? You heard me, pencils. Very often we fall into this trap, myself included, of saying, well, it's Nike or it's Patagonia or it's some celebrity brand, so they can say whatever they want about the pandemic or Black Lives Matter. So I sought out the brand manager of Black Wing Pencils. I wanted to settle the debate that you're likely having with your colleagues right now as to whether or not your brand has the authority to speak or, dare I say, impact culture. I'm here to tell you that every brand has a reason to be of service, even pencils. Become more human. That's the hardest part. Because if a brand didn't have that humanity before, any shift towards it is going to feel false. 
it's going to feel hollow. So if you think about kind of your conversations that you've been having with your customers over the last, you know, five, six months of COVID and uh, racial tensions and, and people being out of work and, you know, all kinds of anxiety out there. How has that shifted what you say and have been saying to your people? I don't know that it has shifted the conversation so much as highlighted different parts of it. So like starting, starting with COVID, we're a small business. Um, we've talked about being a small business and part of our philosophy is that we support other small businesses. We, we sell primarily into independent retailers. We avoid chain stores. You know, if, if something looks like it's going to negatively impact that independent retailer network that we have, we don't do it. And so when these kinds of stores are being hit the hardest by, by the, this pandemic, this is a part of our, of our identity this is part of our DNA that, that we are a small business and we support small businesses. And so being able to just kind of shift our conversation and our talking points over to that part of us allowed us to keep it authentic and not make it seem contrived. How did you do is, that though? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know other than intuitively just acting like a human an empathetic human being. You know, I, I, I didn't, there wasn't this, like a strategy meeting of how we're going to talk about this. Um, it was more so like, okay, how do we feel? How do we feel about this? How, how is this hurting the people that we care about and what can we do to help them? It's it's human. It's a human intuition kind of thing. I I, mm -hmm. I don't I don't know really how it translates to a brand perspective, um, other than the brand is is the voice of the humans on the other side of it. I asked Alex for some examples of how Blackwing puts their beliefs into practice because we all know there's a big difference between messages of support and actually supporting. Yeah. So I guess the the best example I can think of is. Uh, immediately following uh, the release of those George Floyd tapes. I didn't know what to do. I wanted to help. We, we all wanted to help in some way, but we didn't know what to do. And the best thing that we thought we could do at the time was to, was to raise as much money as we could. And so I guess same with COVID, we didn't really hold a strategy meeting or anything like that. We just said, let's do something right now to make some money and give it to people who can make a difference. So we made, we, we went all hands on deck. We made as many packs of a special pencil that we could, and we donated 100% of the dollars um, to Color of Change, which is a nonprofit in the, the Bay Area um, that's fighting, fighting racial injustice. You know, there was, that, there was that week where everybody blacked out their social media and they did all these kind of hollow gestures um, for, for that. And this was, you know, this was before all of that stuff. This was just as soon as we had the opportunity to help we, we just we just did it because it felt like the right thing to do um and then from there we just provided as many resources as we could for people john costanza a veteran ceo in the beauty space talks about the importance of aligning your brand to something that's important to your audience 
not just for marketing purposes, obviously, but for the purposes of connecting your brand's belief system to the belief system of the people buying your products or services. You have to connect with something human, uh, meaning that you're either women empowerment, diversity, ethnic diversity, anti-bullying, definitely the ethnicity is you know, here and playing strongly right now, um, like Black, Black Lives Matter and so forth. So that's going to be very, very important, vitally important that every brand plays into that capacity. But also, um, it's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. There's got to be faces to the brand. And we've lost that component for, for multiple years in our brand world, especially in beauty. But it really is starting to gain momentum. At one point, it had a lot to do with just selling product. And now uh, there's a human factor, meaning that there's a lot of consumers out there that are much more educated and they want to be – they want to see the human factor around a brand. What would really uh, be the best thing to do is to try to do good and meet the moment and then get case studies around meeting the moment. Because if you're doing business as usual and then just going out and kind of doing feel good stories about how people, you know, fought against COVID or were, or were you know, inclusive in, in their approach to diversity, but nothing that you do in your actual practices have anything to do with that, that's going to get out in the world of the internet and social media. But if you do it in the reverse order and you go out and kind of try to change your internal practices and your operational practices and your diversity practices and what you do to maybe, I don't know, the obvious example is retool your, you know, your, uh, you know, operations to do something good for um, making the pain that people are feeling from the pandemic a little, a little bit easier and then go out and find those people and have them, you know, do case studies and, and testimonials around that. Um, that's a quick way of, of making it happen, the testimonial part. And then eventually, if you just keep um, beating the drum throughout your organization and doing doing the work throughout your organization, word will get out. That was Mike Shine from Microfame Media. He brings up two really great points to consider. One is around the basic principle of actions just speak louder than words, which we've been hearing. And the other is about beating that internal drum to create evangelists within the organization. Effective branding always starts at home. So in many ways, it's kind of marketing 101. Listen to your consumers, deliver on what's needed, repeat. Keep your promises, live up to your values, and be sure to do it in the context of what's happening in the world, to humans, today. If, if you just keep putting out messages of support and you don't, you don't do anything to support, people are going to see right through it, and people have. So reacting is, I think, where a lot of brands get caught up. They like to react to things instead of acting like, like a human would. So here's what I've learned from having these conversations. If we define a brand by what it means to people, then as marketers, we need to reframe how we communicate. So grab a pencil. There's three questions to ask before publishing any content. Number one, is what we're about to say going to help our people? And I say our people because that means employees as well as our target audiences. Number two, will it reinforce the promises we've made? Or will this piece of content be a departure from the brand's raw truth and be seen as an intrusion? Number three, will it show that we understand our role in people's lives? That is to make certain that we walk in their shoes and show that we have a shared understanding. These questions will help reframe how you look at the conversations you're about to have between your brand and the people that you serve. Okay, second point. 
be of service by solving problems. I'm not referring to donations or volunteering, although those things can help in different scenarios, but I'm referring to listening to your consumers and finding that point where the needs of your people intersect with your brand's reason for being, your raw truth. The overlap between your brand truth and a human need is where your brand can uniquely serve. For a brand to be more human, we just need to remember that there are humans sitting on the other side giving the brand a voice. Whether it's the brand team or their agency partners, whether they're huge or small, it's humans talking with other humans. So let's just do that from now on. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. You can learn more about what we do at brandcrudo.com. I want to thank Andrew, Jean, Jessica, John, Alex for their valuable insight into this topic and my talented producer, Max Sternlicht. If you like what you heard, please subscribe from your favorite podcast player and don't forget to rate or leave a review. A quick 60 seconds is all it takes and your feedback would mean the world to me. Thanks so much for listening.